and welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 27. And I have two spooky stories for you today and story number one comes from Christina. Since I was a little girl, I've always been aware of the paranormal. I've always seen figures and sensed things and vibes, especially when I was a child. I also have some family members who are very sensitive on this topic. Nowadays, I haven't explored that as much as I would wish because I'm too afraid that I will not know how to handle it. But the paranormal world has always been a real and serious thing to me. This happened in the early days of January 2022. It was January the 2nd at night and me and my parents heard the ambulance on the street. We went on the kitchen balcony and we saw a body being transported in a bag. We immediately knew the person was dead and it was the mother of our neighbour who lived down the street. I live in a small town so we kind of know each other around here. We saw it and came back home and the rest of the night went peacefully. The next night at around nine, my father was suddenly feeling unwell. He became more and more pale and started to shiver and ended up throwing up. I found it strange since my father is one of those strong guys that barely gets sick or complains or anything, but I thought maybe it was something he ate at dinner, although I've never seen him so shaken. But after an hour or so, he began feeling better, so I didn't think any more about it. To give you some context, my mother still had the table in the living room arranged with Christmas and New Year's plates, candles, cakes and all those holiday props. And on the plates, my mother had placed napkins wrapped with an aluminium ring. So on that same night, around midnight, I was in the living room relaxing on the couch, just scrolling on my phone in the dark as I usually do. I was seated on the couch scrolling through my phone and I started hearing this sound like something scraping. I thought it could be my father eating some of the cakes that were on the table, but then I remembered he threw up a couple of hours ago so it couldn't be him. Then I thought it was my mother just trying to scare me. Yes, sometimes she does that. But I didn't hear anybody coming into the living room. As I continued to listen to that sound, I realised it was the sound of the aluminium rings rolling on the plate. Because I used to roll them on the plate sometimes while I was waiting for lunch or dinner. I immediately got up and with the flashlight of my phone... I slowly scanned the room and saw no one there beside me. I kept listening to the sound and as I passed by the table, I saw the napkin on the aluminium ring rolling on one of the plates without anyone touching it. I lost it. I think I've never ran so fast in my life. I went straight to my mother's bedroom shaking, trying to talk and not being able to from the scare that I had gotten. Yes, I've seen figures and sensed things and I always get scared, but until that night, I've never seen an object moving by itself. So it freaked me out, especially because I knew what was causing it was some kind of entity that I couldn't see. I tried to sleep the rest of the night, but I was always on edge. My brain couldn't rest. I hid under the blanket, literally because I felt something or someone was there. I could feel the energy. Thankfully, the next day I went to work, so I just came home quickly to lunch but always felt uneasy. That same night, again at around nine, my mother started feeling unwell with headaches and shivering and couldn't stand straight. And this was when me and my father got really worried. As I said, I have some family members and myself who are very sensitive to the paranormal world. So me and my parents have always believed in it and had some experiences. My mother started feeling worse to the point that she could barely walk. I even said to her that she seemed like an old lady Crawling, not able to walk, shivering, I barely understood her when she talked. Little did I know why I had said that. 
My mother sat down on the foot of her bed facing the TV and I sat a little behind her. As I looked at her reflection on the TV screen, for a split second, I swear I saw the face of an old man. I thought I imagined it because it was seconds, but it creeped me out. My mother wasn't feeling any better and she said it felt like something was absorbing her and she wanted but didn't have the energy to fight it. Me and my father didn't think twice. I grabbed my late grandmother's rosary and the three of us went to get the car and drove to the church we have near our house. There I started praying with my grandmother's rosary. I was raised by Catholic grandparents and even though I have my doubts, I believe there's something very powerful above us and her rosary always made me feel protected and safe. As we stood at the front of the church and I kept on praying, my mother started exhaling like she was very tired. When I finished praying and asked for help and protection, my mother began looking and feeling better. She said she felt like something came out of her and felt and looked so tired like she'd been through a fight. The next day she told me she felt that it was an old man making her feel that way. Until that moment, I hadn't told her what I'd seen on her face on the TV screen the night before. You can imagine it sent shivers down my spine. This was the most real and physically paranormal experience I've had. Whatever it was attacked my parents physically and it made me feel its presence. I can't stop thinking if the three of us had seen the body of our neighbour's dead mother being transported, maybe that opened some kind of escape for something or someone to come to us. Hello, Christina. And if I remember correctly, I believe that you wrote this story all the way from the lovely world of Portugal. I actually should be in Portugal right now, which is very annoying because I'm not in Portugal right now. But Portugal is a very beautiful country, one of the parts that I've seen anyway. And I'm so curious about the house that you and your parents were in for this story. Like, has anything ever happened in the house before? Have you always lived in it? Did your parents own the house or was it like somewhere that you lived later in life? But it seems wild that this seems to have happened over the space of like three nights. But then I wonder if what you're saying is, you know, has has some truth in it, has some mileage in it that you seeing this woman being taken away and it's never a pleasant thing to see somebody being taken away in a body bag. But they, you know, a lot of people believe and say that deceased loved ones come back to collect people who are dying they come back at the moment of death to collect them maybe something spotted you guys and was like I'm gonna hang around here for a bit so strange that you saw that sort of reflection of your mother as an old man and then afterwards she said it felt like an old man that's so weird but also so validating you must have been like oh god okay this is awful but also thank god for that and story number two comes from David My first experience happened in the house my mother and I moved to in 1970. She had inherited the house from her father, my grandfather. This happened in Canada. My grandfather used to rent rooms out to various people, usually men, for temporary accommodation. Sort of a bed and breakfast, but without the breakfast. During the years that he lived there, some men had died in the house. The circumstances of which he never told me because I was very young. But I heard him talking to my mother and he told her he discovered a man dead at the bottom of the stairs to the cellar. The floor was concrete and the fall had killed him. It was suspected the man was drunk, but I found out no more. In addition to the deaths that happened in the house, my grandfather had a fatal heart attack shoveling snow at the side of the house 
which was A, not necessary to do, and B, a silly thing to do as he had already had a heart attack and was warned not to exert himself. He wasn't discovered for many hours and was frozen stiff when he was. So the house had a fairly good reason to be haunted, and it was. The first time I got an inkling of haunting was after finishing a workout in the cellar. I was alone in the house. I had a weight bench and got quite sweaty so I had a shower in the little shower cubicle my grandfather had installed. After the shower I headed for the stairs to go back into the house. While walking towards the stairs suddenly I heard the light switch at the top of the stairs click off very loudly. It was a very old switch and I was plunged into darkness. Knowing someone had died at the bottom of the stairs always creeped me out but even more so in pitch black darkness. I shouted to my mother to switch the light back on and I heard the switch click again and the light came back on. Upon reaching the ground floor of the house I called out to my mother but she wasn't home. She had a part-time job and normally got home around 10pm but it was only around 9.30pm. I watched out of the window at about 10pm and I saw her walking up the street oblivious to what had happened. I didn't want to frighten her so I kept quiet. Another weird thing started to happen sometime later. In my room I had a stereo. I would often switch it on only to find all of the knobs were turned fully clockwise. Volume, treble, bass, balance and radio tuning. The result was a very loud static emanating from the right speaker. I accused my mother of messing with my stereo but she denied it. It happened quite often, maybe once a week and I got used to checking the knobs before switching them on. I still assumed my mother was the culprit but again she denied it. One day my mother was at work and I was at home alone on the summer holidays. I switched my radio off and went to a very close local shop. I was back home in minutes. I didn't check the stereo knob's position as my mother was at work. I switched it on and was shocked to find the knobs had all been turned clockwise. I still thought there must be a rational explanation. Finally, one Sunday evening, with it being a school night, my mother and I went to bed early at about 10pm. Her bedroom was next to mine, and when she called out good night, I could hear her both through the wall between us and through my open door. In less than two minutes, I heard her walking back and forth in the hall between our rooms. I wondered what she was doing when she called out, David, why are you walking around? What are you doing? I could tell she was still in bed and I answered, I thought it was you. We were both petrified and said nothing more. The walking stopped momentarily then walked to my bedroom door and just stood there for maybe 30 seconds. Then it went to my mother's door and stood there for a similar time. I then heard it go up the stairs and it started walking around up there. The floors were quite squeaky so I could tell it was up there. Either I passed out or fell asleep because the next thing I knew, I was waking up in the morning. We talked about what happened. She thought it was her dead father because she had heard his voice occasionally, usually telling her to wake up if she was going to oversleep. We moved not long after. David, if this was a horror movie, right, when you're telling the first part of the story where you talked about the man falling down the stairs and tragically dying at the bottom, there would be a flashback to that moment where some sort of disembodied hand reaches out and turns the light switch off just as the man is ascending the stairs and he then loses his footing and falls to his death and everyone assumes that he was drunk. But actually, it was whatever this thing was that turned the light off. Or alternatively, you'd have a clip of you coming up the stairs and the disembodied 
hand of the man who had clearly fallen to his demise, turning the light off, desperate for somebody else to meet the same fate that he did. Get me into making horror films right now. Hollywood, if you're listening, get me, get me involved, please. It's interesting, though, that whatever this, whatever this entity is or was, was it attention seeking? Who knows? Um, But it's interesting that when you said, okay, turn the light back on, it did turn the light back on. So it doesn't sound like it was actively trying to harm you, but does sound like it was trying to get your attention by, you know, turning all the switches up full on your stereo and thus emitting a hugely loud noise when the stereo was turned on. Like that's all very attention seeking behavior. And honestly, I can't even imagine lying in bed, two people lying in bed in separate rooms, knowing the other one is awake, knowing you're both hearing the same thing, which is something walking between the bedrooms. I would lose my mind. Either that or I just put my headphones in and I'd be like, you get your steps in, Mr. Ghost. You get your steps in. Have a good time. I'm just going to pretend you don't exist. Thank you to Christina and David for sending in your stories. And thank you, of course, for listening. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and if you are desperate for some extra content you can subscribe to the Patreon that is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note I shall see you tomorrow.